The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. Now, the world of golf has been thrown into chaos and turmoil over the past couple of weeks. The Saudi Arabian-backed Live Golf Series started in London yesterday. And it's fair to say events off the course have been gathering more attention than what's been happening on the course. To tell us more about it and to tell us why it's proving such chaotic behind the scenes in golf, we're joined by Lawrence Donegan, founder and editor of McKellar Magazine. Lawrence, a very good evening to you. Thanks for joining us here on The Last Word. Uh, Lots of people will have been following this story this week but can you just tell us the background to this series who's behinding it who's fronting it and how much money is at stake uh, it's basically the Saudi the Saudi government the same the public investment fund the same crowd that bought Newcastle United they have decided that as part of their project to whatever diversify their economy and uh, uh, clean up their uh, global reputation uh, as a murderous, uh, fairly toxic regime. They've decided to move into the world of golf. Uh, they have set up their own professional tour. They are offering truckloads of money to some of the top players in the world. Some guys have taken the money, some guys haven't. The guys who have taken it include Dustin Johnson, uh, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Graham McDowell. Uh, so some pretty significant names. And uh, the, the first round was yesterday at the Centurion Club uh, near London. And some people are describing it as the most significant day in professional golf uh, for decades. And I, I think I tend to agree. The sums of money here are quite staggering, yeah. even by the staggering. terms of golf, where people earn quite substantial sums week in, week out. Tell us how much these players have been given to sign on and how much these tournaments are worth. Uh, well, the tournaments are $20 million, which is essentially the, the, the you know, every week in the PGA Tour, they're playing for 10. So there you go. It's, it's times two. Uh, the, the signing on bonuses are, quotes and quotes, uh, secret, but they're really not. Uh, Dustin Johnson has uh, been widely reported to have signed up for $125 million over four years. That is uh, guaranteed money. There will be a, a, a weekly tournament stipend. Uh, every tournament, I think it's between two and four million. And then they're playing for the the prize money, which is twenty million. Uh, first prize, if you win the individual this week in London, uh, it's uh, four million dollars. Uh, again, way beyond uh, any first pra- uh, first place check in any professional golf tournament ever. Uh, so uh, again, the, the money is quite staggering, and it appears to be obviously with the Saudi the, the public investment fund, the the, the pit is bottomless. Uh, they they will spend uh, whatever it takes. They've they've signed these players for four years, so they're obviously uh, they're obviously going to give it a go uh, for at least four years. Uh, b- but again, uh, as part of this project, this long term project over there, and uh, again, it's a serious serious threat to the existing order. Yeah, and the reason why this is controversial, as you said, it is because of the reputation of Saudi Arabia in relation to human rights and its links to the killing of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. And lots of the players have been asked and Uh. been put in uncomfortable positions this week being asked about their role and as to whether they're effectively allowing Saudi Arabia to sports wash its image. Let's have a listen to Irish golfer Gray McDowell and hear what he had to say about that. This has been incredibly polarising. You know, I think we all agree up here Take the Khashoggi situation, we all agreed that that was reprehensible. No one's going to argue that fact. But we're golfers, you know, and I, I, you know, we, you know, speaking personally, I really feel like, you know, golf's a force of good in the world. Um, I just try to be a great role model to kids. I know what the game of golf has taught me. And uh, I, I love using the game of golf as, as a, you know, as something to, 
to, to kind of uh, help grow around the, the world. That's pretty much what we've done for the last 20 years, be role models to kids, try and uh, use this game, like I say, as a, as a force of good, really. So, you know, we're not... You know, we're not politicians. Um, I know you guys hate that expression, but you know, we're really not, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, we're professional golfers. And, uh, you know, if Saudi Arabia wanted to use the game of golf as, as, a, as a way for them to get to where they want to be and they have the resources to accelerate that experience, you know, I think we're, we're proud to help them on that journey uh, using, using the game of golf and, and the abilities that we have. To, to help grow the sport and, and uh, take them to where they want to be. Graham McDowell defending his participation in it. Lawrence, are we unfairly question, asking these questions of golfers here? Because all sports have been accused of sports washing. You see uh, football teams, you mentioned that Man- uh, Newcastle United have taken the check from Saudi Arabia. We see lots of other sports take their tours all the way to China and other regimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very, a very fair point. Uh, however, uh, the likes of Graham O'Doul has uh, has taken the cash. Uh, you know, he de- doesn't deserve, but he, I mean, he's required to sit in front of uh, of the microphone and ans- answer some questions. But there was a very interesting case. Just listening to him there, he's very articulate, uh, uh, Graham. And uh, I, I, I think he's doing himself a disservice with his articulacy because he's the one that's been thrust to the to the forefront of this, and he's. Uh, uh, you, you know, and other guys, uh, you know, he's taken a lot of the heat. Uh, uh, one phrase uh, he kept on using, which resonated with me, was that golf is a force for good. That was the, uh, it's a very familiar argument to anybody who, who's old enough to remember the apartheid regime in South Africa. Uh, you know, g- golf is a force for, for good. Cricket is a force for good. I mean, these guys who took the uh, the apartheid money, uh, that, that, that's, that was a line that they peddled. We are not politicians. It's a very, very familiar play, play, playbook, uh, playbook, rather. And it's uh, hardly less uh, convincing now than it was back then. Uh, again, yeah, is golf being is golf being unfairly singled out? I, I mean, it appears to me that Eddie Howe uh, in Newcastle has been taking a lot of flack. Uh, the one that uh, the, the odd one for me is, I, I mean, Saudi Arabia is bad enough, but you know, Abu Dhabi, which has been sports watching for years, is barely any better. Qatar has a horrendous uh, record on gay rights, uh, so. I mean, is golf? Well, no. I mean, if anybody's going to take money from these kind of regimes, then they deserve what's coming their way, in my view, at least. Looking at some of the names who have joined up to this series, and it Mm. has been Dustin Johnson, the high-profile name this week. Phil Mickelson has gotten a lot of money and a lot of attention over it. We heard from Gray McDowell there, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter, Martin Keimer. These are names who are probably past their peak in golf and yeah. perhaps may need the money. Will the success of this tour and the impact it has on the game of golf worldwide depend on getting other more well, relevant people into the into the series? Well, well, I think they've got four or five Masters champions. I, I would also just temper the, the the success. I mean, the tournament itself was a pretty bog standard. I mean, the first day of golf was pretty. I mean, it was a couple. They promised uh, golf, but louder. I mean, it was. Uh, they had a different kind of leaderboard, but other than that, it was just a, the, the usual uh, crowd, you know, wandering around a pretty dull golf course uh, in the outskirts of London. So I'm not sure success would, uh, uh, would, that would qualify as a success. But to answer your question, there are more names coming down the pipe the, the, uh, and some younger guys. Uh, the guy called Matthew Wolf, who, who almost won the US Open in 2020, he's a 23, 24-year-old kid, the hottest, one of the hottest young American guys. Uh, he's... Uh, I think he's almost confirmed to be going over there. Uh, a couple of big 
uh, a big, big European names, uh, younger names that I've heard. Who the, the next tournament is in Portland on the third of July. Uh, it's Portland, Oregon, and I would expect a, a lot more names. Just to throw a few out: Bubba Watson, a former two-time Masters champion. Pat Perez is reported this morning again. A bit of a journey. Also seen uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who will be somebody who is probably has probably a little bit transcendent golf into wider sports yes. in the US. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, thanks for bringing him up. Yeah, another one. So uh, again, it's uh, the the PGA Tour uh, after months and months of just brushing this off, you know, being kind of high handed uh, and not really working. They were more interested in a PR strategy of attacking this rather than getting together some kind of plan some kind of strategy, long-term strategy to combat this. But we did have yesterday, sorry, Lance, cut across here. We did have yesterday the US PGA Tour, which is the, I suppose, the big global tour that has all the big names and sponsors. They have come out and said any person who joined into that event yesterday, they are suspended from playing in the US PGA Tour events. Yeah, uh, absolutely right. They suspended 17 guys yesterday. But what was interesting about that statement, uh, to my mind, it looked a bit weak, to be honest. Uh, uh, There was no... um, there was no lifetime bans. Uh, there were there were only there were bans. There was no mention of the length of ban. I mean, the ban could end, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, but but again, they are they are in. Uh, again, I I, I I raised my hand as well. I thought, well, this is interesting. But I mean, who who knew that it would be uh, such a schism would be caused? Uh, who knew that they would get players of the caliber that are getting uh, DJ Deschambeau, uh well, I know we've talked about the, the kind of slightly over the hill, but those guys, that Westwood, uh, Poulter, McDowell, I mean, these were the next three uh, European Ryder Cup captains. So they, they still want to take... So when they finish, will they, will they no longer be able to take part in the Ryder Cup next year and take part in future, uh, being captains in the future? Well, again, to be determined, uh, it can, it's hard to believe the Europe, well, I suppose we're required to call it the DP Tour. Incidentally, Dubai money... Uh, uh, which is not not clean money. And as I pointed out, and as I pointed out on Twitter the other day, DP World are the owners of P and O Ferries, which cut eight hundred workers yeah. earlier on this year and replaced them with yeah. low cost labour. And I want to get on to the next point. Is look, let's be honest here. All sports organisations engage. You mentioned Qatar. We've got the World Cup uh, there later on this year. All sporting organisations do deals with sponsors who may represent unsavoury regimes. Does this all come down to control of the game and control of money into the game? Would the PGA Tour of America be so? against what Greg Norman and the Saudis would be doing if they were getting a cut of this? Uh, <laughs> well, yes, but again, the Saudis, uh, the live crowd, were not interested in... Uh, well, neither side was interested uh, in coming together. Uh, why, why would the PG Tours have this hegemony for 40, 50 years? Why on earth would they uh, accommodate this upstart, uh, especially an upstart led by Greg Norman, who's had a long and fractious history with the PG Tour? Um so uh, yeah, a, a very very interesting, uh, very interesting. I, I mean, it's it really is. It reminds me of uh, again for, for older listeners when Kerry Packer came in to disrupt the world of cricket. You know that you know here we are thirty forty years later, and cricket is unrecognisable to what it was you know twenty thirty years ago. Uh, is that for the good? Probably. Uh, I, I think that, that that's the end game in golf. I mean, in twenty thirty years time, we. What the landscape of golf will be unrecognisable to the, certainly to the likes of you and I. Uh, it will be different types of tournaments. It'll be different types of, you know, who knows. Uh, uh, but it, it is. A, I think it is that, that significant because uh, 
the way, the, this is, has exposed the, the weakness of the uh, of the PGA Tour and the European Tour, and you have to wonder if if the Saudis can come in and disrupt so easily, who else is out there? I mean, there are all sorts of figures in in the American sports TV landscape, uh, and w- especially with the way things are changing. The only thing, I mean, not to bore you, but the only thing that, that everybody in the world watches is live sport. So the the money and the the rights and the streaming rights and the TV rights for that are, I mean, that's they're only going to keep on rising, and, and people are going to want a piece of that, yeah, not just, just the Saudis. And just finally, Lawrence, you know, we look at some of the names that have, that have teed off this week, and as I said, some of them might be better past their prime and might be past their best years but when you look at the players who have come out against this tour the likes of Rory McIlroy Justin Thomas they have set themselves against it if more of the high profile players people in the top 10 and top 20 move over will they eventually be forced to go where all the competitive golfers have gone? Uh, Well it was a very interesting Rory's playing in the Canadian Open this week I thought it was a very interesting phrase you know and it's being used by a lot of people I want to play the phrase is I want to play where the best players in the world are playing so that's a, there's a bit of wiggle room in that, isn't there? Because one day you might look up and you look at the field in a PGA Tour event. For instance, this week, the Canadian Open is a, traditionally a very big tournament in the PGA Tour with a very, very strong field. It's not this week. Uh, and they'll cover a point uh, where you, you might have two competing tours. I mean, great for professional golfers looking to maximise their income. And the only events that will really, really matter are the four majors, a bit like tennis. Uh, and uh, everything else will just be uh, you know be hard to keep up and hard to keep track but that's the way it might be Even in sport Lawrence money always talks Lawrence Donegan thank you very much for joining us I think the figure Tiger Woods was offered to join reported in some of the American media that he was offered 500 million dollars just to sign up I think that would make him worth more than many other sports people out there but he is so far deciding not to take the check so far let us know what you think 87 102 The Last Word with Matt Cooper Today FM It all happens here